Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, we want to give a shout out to our amazing sponsors that help us bring this to you for free each and every week, whichever platform you choose to listen on. Thanks to Angelo's Pizza, who helps bring us some delicious food and their award-winning pizza served to you at our live events. If you want to try something other than their award-winning pizza or put extra toppings on there, visit Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Thanks to Pollyanna DIY, who if you attended AIW's bobblehead night, you maybe uh, procured some of those amazing bobblehead pins that they created. They could do that. So many other things. They got t-shirts, amazing stuff. So check out Pollyanna DIY. And also thanks to Smart Mark Video, who records all of our live shows so that you can watch it back, whether you download the stream or purchase it on DVD. They also are there recording for us when we stream live on Fight TV. And as we talk about streaming services, make sure you sign up for independentwrestling.tv. Use the code ABSOLUTE. Get yourself a 20-day free trial. Check it out. Watch all sorts of things from the AIW archives and plenty of other independent wrestling promotions as well. We got some uh, AIW guys that are heading out to Beyond Wrestling Uncharted Territory this month. So we do, yeah. Check that out. Yeah, Joshua Bishop's headed out there. AJ Gray. AJ Gray. There you go. Among the others who are already there. Even. Matthew Justice. I think there's some more coming. Maybe worldwide. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, someone might cancel. <laughs> Uh, with I might have something going on uh, somewhere there in the eastern part of the United States towards the end of the month, so keep your ears pinned back for that. The voices you heard on this week's podcast already, Alex Worldwide Keller joining us, uh, as always, AIW owner, and uh, what's, what is it, Big Shot? Local, local Big Shot. Local Big Shot promotion guy. Local Big local big Shot. Local show Big Shot. Local show Big Shot. Walk John around Ford. the locals. I walk around the local. <laughs> well, I mean, Absolution, you wear a suit, and then sometimes you come straight from work, and uh, you're wearing a suit. So, I didn't yeah. wear a suit you know at Absolution what? this year. I wasn't feeling it. Local show Big Shot, John Thorne. Local show Big Shot. That's My me. name is Steve Guy. You're put it in my t- of sorts. Put it in my Twitter profile. Did you? I did. <laughs> More on the prestige worldwide tip. Yeah. On this week's episode... Uh, you know, we asked you guys to submit questions to us, and um, we got a, we we have a lot of shows to review, but uh, breaking it up a little bit after you know after my experience on the Pod Van Dam podcast. If you haven't listened, go give it a listen because positive experience. They're trying to uh, they think that I'll I'll be their most downloaded episode of all time. So wow, that's pretty good for my ego being, being such a big shot. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, a shot caller. I did. Uh, I did ask them some, you know, some feedback in private, and you know, they said that some days they just like the, you know, the random episodes with questions and stories. Sure. Uh, to kind of break up the, you know, show breakdowns and all the stuff that goes into the show. So I figured, hey, let's uh, let's give it, give them what they want. I'm 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 leaving for Florida here this morning, so. This is going to be uh, trading uh, eighty degree heat for like eighty five degree heat. It's supposed to rain. Well, I hope it's not raining. Yeah, the whole week there. That's what it says. Oh man, I caught. I went to the beach two days this week. It's like fucking October. It's. Insane. I wanted. To, I actually took a screenshot of uh, you your uh, Instagram story at the beach. You brought. A lot of potato chips to the beach, man. Those were friends. <laughs> I had friends with me, goddammit. Like, who brings that uh, three bags of potato chips? <laughs> I don't know how long I gotta tell people this. I have been bulking 
dirty bulking, bulking, filthy, filthy bulking for this goddamn Haas boot. You got to give me a fucking shot. I'm taking it from Duke. I'm up to fucking, actually, I'm down to 248. I was up to 255. Had to lean back <coughs> a bit. Are you trying to join AIW's newest uh, tag team, bulking season? I don't know who the fuck that is, man. <laughs> Arthur MacArthur and uh, FAF Chuck Stone. That hasn't made it to the main shows yet, so we're not going to acknowledge it. That's yeah, dark match stuff. We're going to leave that alone. Artie McCarty. <laughs> That's dark match stuff. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll make that the uh, thumbnail for this episode because I was like, you're like lounging, posing at the beach, and you're just surrounded by bags of chips. And Here's I was like, the thing. I'm like, I don't an know if anti fitness model is yeah, what I am. I, I guess. Anyone but, that follows my Instagram at Towerskin Worldwide knows I'm an anti fitness model. I've been getting at it after. So yeah, we're, uh, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to Florida this week. So. <laughs> Now, is all the uh, Halloween stuff mostly indoor things there? Probably not, because no. it's Florida, well, right? No, I mean... Uh, I mean, a hurricane would be pretty fucking scary. Well, yeah. But, I mean, like, you, if you go to Cedar Point for... Yeah, uh, like the haunted houses and stuff. Yeah, yeah like, 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 they do a lot of stuff still outside, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I'm going to uh, Universal Halloween Horror Nights this week, which is I'm pretty pumped about. Fun fact about me, hate horror. Yeah? Yeah, the world's scary enough. Watch the fucking news, man. You don't <laughs> like horror movies? I'm not a fan. I enjoy some comedy horror, and I love gore, but I hate horror. Well, I'm going. I'm going down to the, the uh, Halloween horror nights. I went last year, so I'm going to go again this year. And uh, the hot, the haunted houses are inside, but the whole they like tr- take over the whole theme park. You okay. know, so it's like you hope to never run into one of the broskies down there, or what? Uh, last year, Frank the Clown and Noel Foley were there. Oh, that's I was right. There. That's right. But uh, they, but uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't flag down my boy Frank, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We're, I'm just gonna see what happens. Frank. I'm gonna I'm gonna be down there for the week, you know. If I could be Frank for a moment, I wouldn't be. But uh, I don't I know. Get, maybe Noel is pretty. Cute. Hoping I can get one of those property the PC T-shirts or something. We're when like I'm done five there. minutes into this, and this guy's already all over the place. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, I had a friend from out of town, good friend, uh, fucking, and. Uh, we went to the 16-bit. I was supposed to work tonight, but I decided I am uh, in no condition to perform the act of security. <laughs> Obviously. I'm uh, already one and a half uh, monsters deep. I'm like thinking about what's in Steve Guy's mini fridge right now. Bud Light. Woo! A couple Smirnoff ice. It's only getting worse from here, folks. Two commas, yeah, I got Irish ale. I, uh, I got a coffee going. I'm, uh... I've been going to the gym a lot lately. My metabolism, I'm like on fire, but I've also been working fucking security every single night of the week. You were doing some uh, some workouts here before we started. Yeah. Had some dumbbells. He was, I come downstairs, he's doing like uh, military press with the dumbbells. Front raise with those 30s, raise, baby. Yeah, he's doing curls and shit. Like it was nothing. <laughs> okay. So that being said, I guess let's... Body guy, think these, about it. Get into these questions. Local show big shot. Local show big shot here. Yeah, fucking give that shit to me. <laughs> You're yeah. not a local show big shot. I'm a local show big shot. I don't, I don't even know what makes me a big shot. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. I don't lead even off. go to that many local shows. I'm gonna lead off with a fun one here. Uh, this is on Facebook. The question is: Did you get a wholesale price for doors, or is there someone just remodeling their house? <laughs> <laughs> nope. We go and buy those brand new every we, single show. We do. Shout out to was it Rick Nelson who gave us the heads up Habitat for Humanity? But we never stores? go to Habitat for Humanity. Where do we get Habitat them from? for Humanity? The fucking that's like Lowe's. a secondhand shit, isn't oh, it? Lowe's. Yeah, Lowe's. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Dan found some though, or maybe that was tables on Facebook Marketplace. That was recently. tables. Yeah. Okay. We we keep an eye on the Facebook Marketplace for the tables, but no, we go and uh, we go and buy those doors. Brand brands make it new because they're cheaper than buying a table brand new. So. 
This one's an interesting one because of the fact that uh, I know that the answer is it varies, is the short answer, but you can give the long answer. Uh, Brian wants to know how you decide match order and how you determine how much time each match gets. Uh, yeah, I mean, it does vary. It's uh, it, it's really just about like um, how I want the show to flow or who I know is probably going to arrive late. Right. See, that's the thing. Uh, we call this the card is going to change yeah, for a reason. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like most of the Weird World's matches are six to eight. I don't understand. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they should probably be four to six. But Hey, uh, that'd be a fire four. I'm all for it. Uh, you know, all for it. Sometimes it's, you know, like... Uh, you want to get people out there just enough. Sometimes you want to give people more time. You know, it it, yeah. it all varies on, on on what's going on. There's really no rhyme or reason to it. It's all, you know, case-by-case case scenario. And, but. and as we do these uh, podcasts, as we look back on shows that we ran, if you really pay attention to them, a lot of times, or often enough, the show order that you laid out, changes based on like you said yeah. travel people getting stuck with travel and having to be there i mean one thing one thing solution changed like four different times yeah one thing i try to i try to do is you know i, I don't want there to be you know back-to-back tag matches or like back-to-back four ways or you know I, i'll yeah. try to i'll try to space that out or you know if there's multiple tag tag matches on a show like you'll notice that they're kind of placed equally apart from each other yeah and that's just, you know, that's probably, like, I don't think many people would even notice or care, but that's just me trying to, like, keep things different and keep people kind of, you know, paying attention. And I don't know. It's just my OCD probably. Because, like, if I watch, like, a WWE show and, like, there's two tag matches back-to-back, I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? <laughs> but that's our our tag division is among the strongest i think everybody's it's, taking note of that it's too strong honestly uh, i'll agree cuz we could at this point we i can't even like, get the world weird world on everything we could have a show I'm fine with that i just fucking feel like there could be a few less good ass tag teams all i'm saying we i feel like we could have an entire show dedicated to tag team wrestling if we really wanted to oh you don't want to <laughs> I, I, I mean i know that but you know what i mean like we could do we just did in june <laughs> that's true that's true uh, I mean, aside from that, yeah. I mean, think about that. We so we ran that. We did the uh, Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament, and I feel like we still left good tag teams that people would have enjoyed seeing out of that. But yeah, we had that many tag teams, absolutely. And I, I mean, think there I, needs to be a six man tag division. We have some. We have some. You know, new tag teams coming into the company too. Like, yeah. You know, um, I've been Bear Country is set to debut. Uh, in the next month, so oh wow, you know, to hear first. I uh, actually uh, from the uh, Wrestle Rager. I got a lot of reports back on Instagram from uh, girls about the Butcher and the Blade. Okay. Girls are all about that weird fucking butthole mouth mask. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Who would be who would be your third person? You brought up six man tag. Oh, six, I mean. Weird World, uh, the Weird Flock did pretty well. Oh, oh, so Ray, we'd have to book Raven. Yeah, you'd have to book time. Raven all the time. It might be a little pricey for that division. <laughs> yeah, he was Scotty. He was, uh, you know, we haven't covered Rust Rager yet, but uh, he was pitching angles. You know, he's like, you want to run an angle so I come back, huh? He loved, uh, <laughs> he loved uh, the two fucking Weird World spots. Fucking, well, and if you listen to last week's episode with. Fonzie, I think that helped everything right away because he walks in and there's Fonzie sitting down. Yeah, he was in a good mood, but uh, I don't think we'll be doing that six-man tag division (laughs) with the weird flock. No time soon. 
Which, well, which it's funny because that's a question, a possibility of a new title was a question that we got. But no, uh, we, I'd rather I'd rather get rid of a couple, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I'll you, retire with the boot. Just you got fucking a, give me the Duke. You got a question from Twitter worldwide? Uh, let's see here. I got a quick one. Uh, somebody, Jeffrey Epstein Memorial Airport, said. Uh, I don't think that's his ad. But uh, asked me a favorite track on Marquee Moon. It's a television album. Oh, he asked you a question. He asked me a question, but oh, you know, I'll answer tweeted, it. Uh, that's what really... we told you we wanted you to go to Twitter. It was hey, to I went to Twitter and I fucking quote tweeted it. And God damn it, we wanted you to read what the, the people want to know. We wanted the questions already Jeffrey Epstein's asked. Memorial Airport wants Jesus. to know my favorite fucking uh, track on the uh, 1977 television album, Marky Moon. And I'd probably go Marky Moon with Venus in a close second, but truth told... My favorite television song is actually off their second album, Adventure, and that's The Dream's Dream. But I guess I'll go... That was a quick one, so I'll go to a uh, an actual uh, wrestling question. What the fuck was this? And now, is this for us, or is this uh, about just to you? Yes, it's uh, from uh, AIW fan Reese. Big Reese, single hand choke slam. Don't try that shit on Mikey Montgomery. He's got leaded pants. Uh, let's see here. Any future plans to expand the territory to new markets akin to the Akron expansion last year? Um, you know, it's always something that uh, I would like to do, but it has to be the right situation. You know, like there was a date that was specifically on the schedule for 2020 that just said new market. But then I kind of chickened out and I locked it in to Akron just to play it safe because it is hard to get into a new market because... You know, I have a job, and I also, you know, have to do worry about all these shows. Um, so, you know, when you're breaking into a new market, it requires a lot of legwork. You got to go and you got to see the places. You got to flyer. You got to flyer. You got to promote. You got to, you know, like uh, just meet with venue people and like it it takes a it takes a lot of time so plus where else in ohio like really i mean there'd be like columbus i would or, like to go to columbus or maybe toledo um toledo is yeah pretty solid but you know like i think i get like a good solid 10 15 tickets sold in toledo yeah so you know i mean there's and like i would love to get something going in like lake county or east uh but you know Beulah, if, maybe What's that? Ashley Beulah? Just somewhere east, you know, Painesville or something, you know, that's, like, far enough from Cleveland but not that far. Yeah. Because, you know, what's Painesville is, like, probably close to an hour, right? Oh, no, Painesville's like, fucking 35, 40 minutes. Maybe yeah. Geneva, get out there. Yeah, I mean. Hit up some wineries. Something. I mean, so it's always stuff that's on, like, the docket to complete, but I'm it's like. about it. I know a guy in Ashley Beulah that actually just recently <laughs> opened up a brewery, so fucking. Well, see if it's big enough. We'll work on it. Yeah, so it's, like. It, it's it, it's all situational. Like I would like to because, you know, uh, <laughs> if it was up to everybody else but me, AW would run every single fucking weekend. But <laughs> I have to manage the funds and I have to make sure that uh, you know things get paid. So I don't want to uh, you know I don't want to bet at all on you know going to Toledo. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it it bombs. It has to be the right situation. It's a long way to the top if you want to take it worldwide. <laughs> It's this a one, slow burn. This one cuts to the heart of the matter here. Uh, why isn't Worldwide your top champion? Uh, rewind a little bit in this podcast. <laughs> that probably answer your question. <laughs> you know, I mean, That's I think really question. it's because Thorne cares about me as a human being, and he knows that I can't deal with success very well. Even a minor amount of success at uh, yeah. 
know. You want I'm to an unbalanced individual. I can't uh, I can't take too much of any good thing at the same time because then I will balance it out with many bad things. Yeah, you want to talk about big shot? This guy would be <laughs> going for the big shot. Like I've told everyone for a really long time, if I ever get really good at wrestling or get six pack abs, I will be. You'll just hit me in the head with a hammer until I die. It so won't be good. There are there are actually multiple people who um, who asked about this. Uh, people are curious about the process of when we bring in some of these like international uh, legends like Asaki Moto and uh, to anybody we've brought in really Tanaka. And, uh, who gets the ball rolling on that? Uh, do we work with other promotions in terms because they all notice that all right they're booked at multiple promotions throughout the United States that are kind of within driving distance of each other um so it, it's all situational like um with masato tanaka uh i i kind of got the ball rolling on that one and it's a it's you know it's a process to which you know then um you know i talked to brett lauderdale and i say hey you know uh w- would you be interested in this and then <laughs> It's kind of weird dealing with like Japanese like Japanese performers because they're all pretty much contracted somewhere. Right. So like an offer has to be submitted to their the office of the company that they work at, and then they have to you know they they set certain terms and um you know and then it's like okay you can make you know you, you can do these two or three shows you know what I mean for yeah and um. It doesn't really reduce the price at all. It's it it's really just about saving on the flight. So, like uh, a Sakimoto situation, I kind of got in after that was already brokered um, yeah. because we weren't going to run July. Um, and like Game Changer has all of our dates, and we weren't going to run July. So then I saw like Beyond announced it, and Game Changer announced it. So I was like, man, I'd really like to get in on that. But, you know, we weren't going to have a show because Absolution was going to be the week, the the next week. And I, you know, I, I sent Game Changer a message. I said, hey, what if I ran Thursday? And then, you know, we got a hold of the Winchester and we said, hey, would this date be available just in case? So, like, we added that show just to get Sakimoto. Um, you know, Otani, was, at WrestleMania weekend, that was a... Um, that was like a game changer thing that they got rolling for the collective. And then they said, who wants to book Otani and, uh, myself and Nova pro were the only two people that said, yeah, we want to book Otani and yeah, you know, Nova pro didn't work out, but, um, you know, it's all, it's all situational, but you have to, you know, you have to kind of reach out and say, Hey, would you be available for this date? I could potentially set you up with more dates. And then, once they're available, you know, you reach out to different promoters and uh, you kind of work it out. Like, you know, uh, it it happens it happens quite a bit, but because it's it's you have to think about it. Like, a flight from Japan is pretty fucking long, so sure, yeah. you know, for them to come over and then go right back, yeah, for one show that would suck, absolutely. So it's like it's better for them to come over and kind of you know make uh, a couple a, a couple shots as opposed to you know just doing just one. Yeah, come on in for a week or two. Or so it's like everything varies, you know. But it's basically, you know, there is a there's a middleman involved, and then you know you say, "Hey, I'm interested in this person." They contact the office, and then it goes back and forth. Um, 
so this question popped up a couple times on uh, on Twitter and Facebook, so I want to make sure I get to it. And it has to do with um, people enjoying basically a little bit of a longer-form storytelling that AIW has been doing the last couple of years. And everyone wants to know if, because of all the changes happening in professional wrestling, is this becoming increasingly more difficult to do? Um, yes and no. I mean... I think that uh, it's, you know, we don't do, like, we do stories, but they're kind of, like, very loose stories for the most part. Um, But that's why, like, you'll notice we really only try to ramp up angles from, like, Gauntlet to Absolution because it's a small window. Yeah. Um, Because what I learned, you know, throughout the years is, like, you know, I could sit down and I could map out this entire feud or whatever you sure. know someone gets signed or someone fucking someone gets, gets signed someone gets hurt someone can't do your date someone pulls out of a date there's so many problems that happen yeah because we are dealing with independent contractors essentially like there's no obligation for them to be able to fulfill the feud or whatever so um i think people's attention spans are changing with the shows that you see that have hype now uh, are just, it's just really like st- like stuff that looks good on paper, you know what I mean? And right. it's like, then it's on to the next show that looks good on paper and so on. I just can't do that. Like, my brain doesn't allow me to do that because I just, I think I people know. appreciate it too, though, because like everyone else is just doing like super matches and like this and that and da 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 da. And like to have something that actually like, some sort of like fucking flow. I yeah. try. I try as as good as I can to make things make sense. Even if there are those matches that are like you know, we do have those matches that are just like okay, like this, like it's just going to be a good. Yeah, second moto, this go. is just this is just going to be a good match. But yeah. then like, you know, like uh, well, case in point, you know, we we talked about it all together, and we haven't covered it yet on the podcast. But Absolution was one of the most anticipated Absolutions that we've had in some time. And you look at that card, for the most part, top to bottom, you know, of course we threw Scramble in there and whatnot, but there was a lot of storytelling involved and people were invested into every single one of those matches for one reason or another. <laughs> and the, the problem is, is um, the problem with that, which kind of sounds crazy, but the problem with that is, is you're really only hitting your hardcore fans, which is great. Sure. But when you throw out these dream cards, you know, you're going to sell more fight pay-per-views and you're going to sell, you know what I mean? And you're going to create this, this mystique about yourself. So it's like a double-edged sword. It's like, I love trying to make things make sense. And like, I love taking a puzzle it's like a puzzle. I love taking the puzzle of the roster for the most part. And some guys miss shows here and there or are giving shows off or whatever. Yeah. But I like trying to work with this core puzzle. And then it's like, I like it, that's the only way I can explain it is like, I'll like, I'll type it up. I'll type names out on my phone or whatever, my notepad. And then I just start moving things around. And like, you know, there'll be 20 different incarnations of a card. Because it's like, well, no, like, this guy can't get this title shot because he just lost two times. And, like, you know, and I just move things around. And then it's like, hey, like, 
these guys are available. Where do you fit them in? And okay, now we have a four-way tag, you know, and instead of a regular tag, and now we're going to add the weird world on the show. And 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 does running, for the most part, running once a month, does that help? Because you can you can do a mini story within like a two month period because it's like two three show period some vignettes and then, you know, and then coming back somebody, from an injury well and I was going to say like something may happen during that time frame and if a guy needs to yeah. take off because of an injury boom you could still come back to it because it's still <coughs> relatively yeah. it's not like seven shows happened to that right. time frame I mean it's like not like we're doing every single week and stuff like I think I really think that like I would excel probably in a weekly situation but what are you trying I, to say here, John Thorne? I also don't want to I don't I don't want to burn out the fan base. So Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like if I knew that uh the sport would be there, we would you know, I could go to the Winchester and say, Hey, we want to do at least one Thursday a month here. You know what I mean? Sure. On top of the regular shows. But I just don't I just don't want to burn the fan base out. But uh, you know, that's like a whole kind of tangent off this, but um yeah, you know, running like essentially once a month or with your occasional Akron shows in where you can be a little bit more loose in Akron. You know, Akron is kind of what I like to call like the half and half. Like you throw like the guys from that are from the Akron area in like bigger matches that maybe they wouldn't get in Cleveland, but you still try to make things make sense throughout the show as well. Yeah. Which, oh, by the way, those tickets are on sale right now at shop.aiwrestling.com, folks. 200, baby. November 2nd. I think Front Row sold out already. 200th show for AIW. Oh, wow, there you go. It's 100 I, I OG think, times I, two. I think Front Row sold out for both November shows already. Well, the Million Dollar Man there. Uh, so far, Nick Gage, Josh Bishop. I'm going to tell you right now. Eddie how Kingston, many, Trey Lamar. How, how many are left for... As, uh, as you look it up, follow up here to the, the storyline questions that were asked. What's, the, uh, what's one of your favorite stories? In terms of like build that AIW is told. Yeah, two hundred front row tickets are completely sold out. And hell on earth fifteen. We have eight front row tickets left. Well, there you go. Um what's my okay, what's the what's question? Your, what's one of your favorite stories that AIW's gotten to tell? Um, you know, like honestly, it I don't have like a favorite, like, oh man, this is my favorite. Like yeah. I think it's really just about like when people are hooked on it, they're hooked on it. Like you know, if you ask me recent memory, like PME into Infinity Beyond, y'all for sure, yeah. Um, you know, because the people just bit on hating to Infinity Beyond so much, and they loved PME. It was just like a perfect match, and it was so simple wrestling storytelling. Um, there wasn't a lot of like run-ins and promos or you know what yeah. i mean it was just very easy stuff uh hungry young team good ass yeah team. just like i think that you know i personally think that as we see the indies get drier and drier of the marquee quote-unquote guys more promotions are going to have to worry about kind of territorying off so to speak sure. and like building things up because you like uh, look at like okay like let's say like look at a Wes Barkley who is you know like very charismatic you know he's not going to give you a, a match the quality of like an Alex Shelley mm -hmm. but like the stuff you know with him and Nick Gage and uh, I'll never forget this so I'm screaming into the headset uh, a little like beyond the curtain here you know the match is over and I noticed that he wrestled with his watch on 
and I'm screaming into the Tom Dunn's earpiece. Yeah. Tell him to take the fucking watch. I'm hearing. Tell him to take the watch. And Tom Dunn is like, he can never figure out these earpieces. I he's holding it, and the crowd is so loud. And I realized the crowd is chanting, "Take the watch." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is perfect." You know, yeah, like Tom wasn't ignoring you at that point. He Tom was, couldn't. He could not hear it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like screaming. I'm like, "This will be the perfect. Just take the fucking watch." And uh, the crowd bit on that story you know what i mean right. like already and like tom dunn could not hear me trying to give that <laughs> audible because they it was not discussed it was not anything that they discussed previously right and the crowd chanting it made nick gage go oh i should probably take the fucking watch <laughs> and then uh and he a couple to, uh, that whole mdk gang so <laughs> that's right what's uh what's a story that you attempted to tell and maybe because of Injury or a guy getting signed or whatever the case may be, dates not matching up. Uh, I have a middle it, of the road uh, it got, version. It got of an cut off. To that. Well, before before you go, but the only one that I because it's hard. It's really hard for me to like on the spot think of things. But like the only one that I can think of is when uh, like me and the Duke were finally going to wrestle at Absolution and I got sure. pneumonia, and that yeah, that cut it all. Like I was like training i was in the gym yeah, every day you were like all right for like two months like i was like dieting and like <laughs> i did the thing and i was like okay it's like march i was like so i have until and we weren't gonna do really come back and visit it until around absolution time so it was like set it up i was gonna start training more at the school and really prepare for it yeah I mean, you I got, got that dog collar match coming up with Josh Bishop. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I got and I got pneumonia, and I was like, you know, that's I'm not I'm not doing it. You know, like that's it. What were you going to say worldwide? Oh, I was going to say the uh, grand tale of uh, Dick Justice versus Jock Sampson. You know, fucking and all the twists and turns that took over the span of uh, months and stuff. I mean, that kind of got it. That pay one comes off, into my mind. Yeah, it, it got. We had a marriage that wasn't, and it, a bunch of other and like shit. that was like really just me and Biggin sitting around like. Really, just like popping just ourselves. with his action yeah. figures, just sort of. No, we were just like, let's have a fucking wrestling wedding, and like, let's make a flyer and invitation, and then like, it just kept escalating. Hire Colonel Robert Parker. That show like, where fucking Dick just, I don't know what he got paid, but oh yeah, everyone just got him shit house drunk and met her on the lake. That was his bachelor party. bachelor party. That was his bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. cost us a student. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's true. Who just got married? So he worked, oh. he worked out whatever was going on in his head. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, or she has something to find out. Yeah, but um, uh, I'm, I just got sidetracked. But uh, you, you mentioned Missy Hyde, and I have to tell this story. Last night, I, I shit you not, last night, uh, Biggin's mom texted me, and she said, did Chris ever meet Missy Hyatt? And I said, yeah, like a bunch of times. We booked her a few times. And she's like, because I was just going through stuff, and like I found papers from when he was a kid. I don't know if it was a school project or something. But he writes about Missy Hyatt in, like in depth. Like I think it was like a school paper that he submitted about Missy Hyatt, and she was like, "Who is this?" Like you know. And I was like, I was explaining it to her. I was like, "Yeah, we booked her a bunch of times." Yeah. Like, and he was like, "Really?" And I, she was like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "I just found this like these papers where he wrote about her." That's amazing. So yeah, I, I mean, mean, who didn't? So maybe we'll we'll get copies of that, and if it's uh. It's appropriate. Maybe we'll give it a live read. <laughs> uh, I have a, I have a real deal Twitter. Question. Well, I was I was gonna say the only other the one storyline that I could think of that 
you know, we thought about doing something and we had to cut it off was uh, this whole Cabana and MJF. Uh, yeah. There, father there, son. Yeah. There, <laughs> there wasn't like really like a long payoff to it, but we were going to continually yeah. go and like their ideas. And, and that's then, just once again, scheduling. And, and then the other one that I thought of. Oh, I got another one. <laughs> which I can't remember the context of it. I'm sure Worldwide does. But the Bitcoin boy's character and gimmick and name was developed for the weird world to turn heel and go with the Duke. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. That was it was definitely yeah, it was definitely <laughs> yes, pitched. Was. Well, I mean, if we were to go with the Duke, it would be because we I sold think it was out. around WrestleRager time. Um you, That wasn't me pitching it. No, I pitched not, it. Not, I, I I came up with it and like a whole thing for you guys to be heels because I saw you guys wrestle heel at UXWA, and I thought you were far well, better. Well, I already heels. came up with my pitch for our heel turn, and uh, time will tell. What's uh, what was the storyline you came up with? Oh, we can't go spoiling. No, that. no, no. What you're gonna no, say? No, no. What that. you were gonna or say? You had the real question. Oh, I had a real question. Oh, okay. But all I'm saying is, yeah, I got something cooking, and you people just gotta watch because shit'll choke the fucking breath out of you. <laughs> okay, let's let's hear oh, what you got. All right. Anyway, uh, we got a question. Uh, let's see here. Given it's approaching almost five years since, is it at all possible to have the remaining roster graduates for a fresh meat retrospective? Oh, that's pretty interesting. I mean, there's enough. You, t- you teased uh, some guys coming back against us recently. <laughs> that was just <laughs> fucking with you. Yeah, that was weird in the office chat. But uh, but yeah, that would be fun. Fucking, I mean, uh, how many? How many are left? Who was is, was Dan on that show? Uh, Dan was. Yeah, it was Dan and. Yeah, oh, yeah, and Dan and Josh sing. Dan and sing against uh, Frank- fucking Flip and Eric Ryan. Frankie Flynn and Eddie <laughs> Kingston. That's still doable. Uh, you guys against Hot Sauce Entertainment. I would love to fucking have that Was Dom again. on that show, or is this a pre No, no Dom was not on that show. Kaplan. Kaplan. Kaplan uh, and uh, Carson. We'll have Kaplan versus Nick Gage for that one. <laughs> no, they're just saying just sit down and discuss the, the what you know, the what happened. Oh well, no. I think they were talking about I, having I think they a want, uh, fucking uh, maybe have it again, an anniversary know. show. Oh, with, I yeah. don't know if we do to anniversarize it. Uh, oh, let's hear. Said a word. Who did? Car- oh, Carson and Johnny, right? Yeah. Oh wait, no. Never mind. I misread it. Yeah, he just wants to talk about it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking, I would love to. Uh, fucking, I mean, I've said it like numerous other places, but um, one of the favorite crowd reactions I've ever gotten was. Uh, when I was seeing a star every single time that fucking uh, Tracy like lit me up with a forearm, like that shit was fun as hell. Yeah, I mean, and uh, fucking I just hit him fucking harder, and he hit me harder, and he brought me into it, and I love him for it. It's too bad they organized that whole thing with your car, though. Yeah, well, it was either them or goddamn Swaggle and Hawkins. You know, <laughs> we'll never find out. We'll never know what else. These we mischievous bastards well, want to try to derail the weird world. It wouldn't be. An AIW Q and A episode without this question: How big is Batista's dick? No, John Thorne. How about a women's title? I mean, <laughs> I don't know how many times we have to discuss it. Like, <laughs> That's there's just uh, right now, it's like we have a champion, guys. Well, She's it's just, just signed elsewhere. It's. You guys haven't even seen. There's so many more girls that are already signed that are still doing independence that are just waiting to report. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, like, it, like now they're signing people before. The, like, you don't even have to do a performance center tryout. Girls, I know for a fact, girls are signed, 
and they are still actively working the independents right now because they're just waiting for how they're going to introduce that they are signed. Wow. Like it's like it's it's crazy. You know, like if you are a girl, it's it's hard. You want to talk about long-term storytelling, it is nearly impossible. You know, and now you have um you know, we have Alley Cat. That's it. You know, yeah. like we have Alley Cat and like maybe like we could do women's matches here and there and see what happens. Like even like Faye Jackson, she's in Germany for like the last month. Right. You know I'm pretty I mean? clean shaven these days. I could get a perm, be Andrea the gender queer giant. Oh, okay. And and Allie, it's like people have fun watching her with the dudes anyway. I mean, it's just hard. Like it things weird. things have to things have to calm down and like look at what happened in the last week. We have a fucking a brand new promotion that is, you know, gaining over a million viewers. You know, they're yeah. going to sign. They have to sign more girls. They have, like, ten girls, you know? Yeah, like, they haven't filled that division yet. Absolutely. So they need more. NXT is going to get more. Fucking who knows what at Billy is going to sign up for his new NWA thing. Moral story, if you want an AIW women's champion and you're a Goyle, you better fucking join the AIW school and become a wrestler. Yeah, because we've not had any too much luck with the female trainees since Britt Baker. Uh, oh, this one's... Oh, I have one. All right. Let's see here. Will you ever do another no-rope barbed wire match? Me personally or like... Just in general, but general. yeah, you too. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's just, it has to be the right situation, but, uh, you know, that's... There's a lot of fucking there's a lot logistics, of logistics for that. Like, yeah. yeah, I remember the one show I came to as a fan. I think it was like episode oh, first opened. It yeah, opened. it opened the show, and like, which was like the way to go because I can only assume setting that shit up like took a million fucking years. Yeah, it takes a while. You got to take the ropes off, then you got to string up all the barbed wire. You know, like then you got to take it down, then you got to put the ropes back up. That was a gnarly first show to go to. <laughs> so I mean, it's possible. You know, like there's been pitches for it at a wrestle rager or something like that but it has to be the right situation you know yeah there's just so much involved in that tell you this much i would definitely wear a shirt if i were uh, in one of those yeah you recently should, had to you should defend my uxwa hardcore title against big mo and i decided i was gonna be really cool and do it without my shirt on should have so worn well. a shirt wow well this one is a uh, a long and thought out and uh, it's an interesting question. So there's actually multiple layers, I suppose, to the question. Oh, it's here we go. This coffee's kicking in. I'm ready. My brain's going. Do you think death matches in AIW are a Pandora's box that can't be reclosed? An example is Justice at the Odeon. Every show now has to be a one-up of what he did last time. Where does the death match thing end? The last couple shows have heard some rumblings in the audience that now so many of the matches are quote-unquote hardcore that the more traditional matches can sometimes get lost. Don't get me wrong, nobody is complaining it was just an observation I had heard more than once. I tend to disagree and think it makes the non-hardcore matches rise to the occasion, such as Filthy Tom and Eddie or KTB Sakimoto. I guess the question is, where does it end? Serious injury? Or is it just... I mean, me to me, the intense title has now taken that route to an extent. It doesn't necessarily have to be always blood or you're you're coming off the balcony, but, um, well, I do take into great consideration. Like I realize that the crowds can get very bloodthirsty and once they get bloodthirsty, they get kind of numb to stuff. Yeah. You know, like stuff that might be like a big deal 
they're just like, ah, there's no gusset plates. You know, there's no, uh, like, shit that will really cause bodily injury. Um, so I do try to take that into consideration. Um, sometimes it is honestly the talents that want it more more than me. You know, I, I don't really give that directive nine times out of ten, like, hey, we got to do this, this, and this. Yeah. It's more the talent that love that reaction, and that reaction is addictive, and that reaction is, is drug-like. You know sure. what I mean? So much so that I've had students that are lots v- of them. very you know very new and trying to find their way and don't know how to break through approach me and say hey I want to start doing death matches and I said no you don't like yeah you don't want to do that but they're like but I want the pops and it's like that it's it's more dangerous for talents I think you know because they get addicted to that and then they're not only doing it at AIW they're doing it here and there and everywhere else and then it becomes a serious problem um so i try to i don't i don't try to do death matches per se in aw ever you know other than wrestle rager i try to keep the quote-unquote death match wrestling at bay i try to make it more ecw ish to where it's like like hardcore there's like a sense of danger but it's not like this chaotic crazy deathmatch stuff because there's a sure. there's a gigantic difference um, now sometimes do we get into like you saw light tubes at the Winchester you know and stuff right. like that um, that was based on the fact that Alex Shelley needed to go on earlier because he has a real job and he needed to leave the venue you know by a certain amount of time so he could get back home so he could sleep and be at his job by 6 a.m. so I knew I needed to backload that show with something crazy. Now, did I expect there to be light tubes? No. I expected there to be some doors and, you know, some stuff like that. Um, I believe we even asked there to not be light tubes. Yeah. Because of the believe there's a close call. proximities. But, I mean, I remember, like, when I was, like, starting out with AIW, like, four years ago, the big thing for everyone were like insane, disgusting dives and fucking insane neck bumps and like fucking a bunch of like weird apron bumps. And there was a lot less of the bleeding and the blood and the guts. And I mean, so like really like, but like now there's like less of that and like more of the fucking like, you know, hardcore and the brawling and the da 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 da. So like, I mean, which one's safer? I don't fucking know. Um, I think it, it really just boils down to situational, you know, and like, uh, who the talents are and who's getting over, you know what I mean, and who the crowd is 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 going to towards. But uh, I, I do try to mix in stuff, you know what I mean, to to where it stands out. Like you're going to get an Alex Shelley match, or you're going to get, you know, a Filthy Tom match, or um, a Weird World match, or you know, a PME match, you know, or two to Infinity and Beyond, or you know, uh, if you really notice, like, yeah, I know, like the wild brawling stuff is memorable. But, like, if you look at the cards as a whole, there's a lot of good wrestling on them, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but with that said, you know, AIW is kind of thriving on the marketability of this wild experience, this wild live experience inside the Odeon, in the flats. You know what I mean? There's, there's like, so much 
going on that where it works, but I don't I don't think it's necessarily Pandora's box being opened. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think like the matches that were mentioned are saving graces to that because you look back the last three, four, even six months and matches that people loved didn't have all that stuff. Eddie and Filthy Tom, PME to Infinity and Beyond, uh, Sakimoto, KTB, uh, even even Gage and Tanaka way back. I mean, they did a, a some stuff. Ago. They they brawled, but it wasn't you know it wasn't death match. Right. There's style, a difference. There, there's a difference. Huge difference. And I try I try to avoid the death match stuff. Uh, other than Russell Rager, I really try to avoid it because I do think that there is no turning back once the crowd gets desensitized yeah. to a lot of that stuff. And yeah. like at Russell Rager, it's more atmosphere I think than yeah. anything else and. Uh, you don't see a lot of the swinging of light tubes and all that stuff, you know, yeah. at the Odeon. It's more like, yeah, you're gonna break some doors and some stuff like that. But Eric Ryan might bring some forks. But yeah, I tried. I, I really try to keep it keep it spaced out for that reason. Uh this one's this one's fun. Uh, John Thorne, do you have any pre-show superstitions? You do. Do you ever wake up the day? Of a show and be uh, nervous, you know they want to know how stressful it is. Which, if if you're wondering how stressful it is, just listen to this podcast when we record or we have episodes leading into a show. John Thorne always trying to talk this guy off a ledge over here. But. I don't really have any superstition like um, like pre-show rituals or anything like that. Um, we used to, but we haven't uh, taken upon them in some time. I I try like I usually try not to look at the draw until way late you know unless i know you know i know that it's sold very well you know what or I mean? avoid the yeah. room until fucking it's full yeah i like i you know i like trying to stay out of you know it's funny like that guy said like i walk around like a big shot like i try staying out of like the public eye as as much as possible on a show day especially before a show because like uh, I just try to get focused and I try to like, you know, dot the I's and cross the T's and it's like usually like a lot of yelling at Dr. Dan or something like that, you know, like putting like putting pressure, putting pressure on other people, you know, so like everyone yeah. can feel my pain. But uh, I don't have I don't really have any superstitions or like I got to do something like this or I got to do it like that. It's really just like uh, like AWS really is as much as we talk about how crazy it is on this show. It really is kind of like a machine also at this point to where like it could survive, you know, like without any one person there, you know, like if, you know, somebody's not there, it keeps, it keeps going, you know, yeah. like, and it's just cause it's been broken down to like rituals and the fact that like, this is how we got to do it. This is when we got to do it like routines, but uh, I don't really have any thing that I do like per se, you know, Try to I try to get a Bob Evans soup on uh, Jaylit Day too. That's about it. I like to have a smoothie. Try to get a gallon of water in. Worldwide's yeah. got it rituals. There you go. Also, fucking the same like three things are written on my wrist tape every time. That's about it. What do you write? Uh, for years, it was El Mago on my left wrist, and then Mundial on the other. Uh, for my dude Joe, and then recently on the other side of my left wrist, I added El Cosmico for my brother Will. So, you know, some people like to cycle in different, like, you know, dead celebrities every week on their wrist tape. I just go with the same one or two dead people I know. I noticed when uh, John Thorne did it, he put Live, Laugh, Love. 
Really? This thing. Yeah. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Was there a pineapple on the other side of it? Yeah. Hey, here's a fun one. Uh, just to break break some seriousness. You got any good uh, good stories of Philly Collins getting hot? <laughs> I mean, nothing like really specific. He gets hot on a daily basis, though. You know, like, I got something to heat him up. Tell you what, yeah, he gets he he gets hot all the time. I mean, uh, hot Philly is uh, well known. He's he will fly off the handle. And, he's got a big heart, and there's a lot of room in that heart for the heat. Yeah, he'll fly off the handle in a second. You know, like I mean, my favorite one is like when we were in New York City. You know, fucking first night of WrestleMania weekend trip. We go into the city, we go to Brooklyn, we go to some weird metal bar. Philly gets, you know, he thinks we're going out to, like, Manhattan. You know, he puts on a nice polo. He's, you know, never been to New York City before, you know. And, like, we're in this, like, dirty, disgusting metal bar. And he's like, all right, I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. And, like, <laughs> nobody else was ready to go home. You know what I mean? But he should have like, stayed back with us, man. He was, like, he was so heated about uh, being in uh, Brooklyn, New York until 4 o'clock in the morning because uh, he was just ready to go to bed. I heard Marino was putting in some time. Yeah, I mean, everyone was having a good time. Philly just Philly will fly off the handle quite a bit, though. Uh, do we know the whereabouts of three individuals? Uh, Dick Justice, Gringo Loco, and naturally, of course, where is Laredo Kid? Yeah, I mean, Dick Justice is... In, <laughs> He's uh, lifting a bunch of stuff. I see him on Instagram. In, in New York, uh, Gringo Loco I talked to pretty regularly he's yeah, in chicago that's, that's just he's got MLW. like a scheduling kind of thing yeah it's not that <laughs> it's just uh, you know we it, love gringo loco it's just like we're, how do you get all these people yeah. how do you get all these people on the shows you know what i mean it's hard and then laredo kid actually was booked for every single show for the rest of the year starting in september through december uh and then he had to cancel because he was picked to be on some reality show in like the Dominican Republic or something. Is it? Yeah, I don't remember where it was. Mexico or Dominican. So he had to cancel to be on this reality show. Um, you know, same reason why he had to pull out a bola. Like, because we were supposed to have him on all these dates, and he got picked to be on this reality show, and he had to cancel everything. But you just can't book everyone. You know, like it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to book every single person. You know, and like turnover is good, and we have new students and. Uh, you know, some of them get characters, and then you, you got to put them on the shows. And it's like you can only put so many people on the shows. Um, someone wants to know if we have caught up with any of these people who have uh, were supposed to be booked and then canceled. You know, a la uh, Akbar. Sid, <laughs> Kevin Nash. That's the only one. <laughs> he's coming Kevin, in. He's Kevin coming Nash in a year is the later. Only one we've talked to again, and uh, yeah. No, I mean it's usually like if I. You know, if they cancel, they cancel. I, I never really reach out to him ever again. It's done. Kevin Nash, we at least knew. I feel like we knew a decent amount. Yeah, it was like over a month. Ahead. It was over a month. Yeah, we were able to replace. And yeah. Um, Which actually was kind of fortuitous, really. Yeah. It was worldwide. Good good use of words there. I'm the son of an English major. Yeah, how about that? Any, uh, any more Twitter questions there worldwide? Oh, let me see what we got here. Uh, it's like getting into these. We're getting very generic here. Funniest, funniest moments. Oh, here's a good one for you. What are uh, some of your favorite Duke promos? Duke promos? <laughs> yeah. Any of the Ragers? I mean, Duke is Duke is a, a undercover, very good promo. Yeah, oh yeah. I've uh, said it once. I've said it ten thousand times. Duke could have a fucking second career as like the only funny conservative comedian. 
Yeah, he you know, he is very he's very witty in uh I think to his detriment kind of a dick, you know what I mean? Like yeah. to where some people just don't know how to uh interpret him. Yeah, they don't know that he's uh just and even when he does take things too personally to the point that he gets mad, he's usually still able to fucking like you yeah, know, he, stay on top of it. it yeah, he's he very dry, so people don't always know that it's uh that he's just busting balls. I mean, I can't think of a specific one, but he is you know he's cut some good promos in he's his day. He's an evil genius. Yeah, he's cut some good promos in his day. My, I still love uh, Wrestle Rager, and he says, "Was that I smell marijuana? Yeah. Marijuana? I mean, uh, <laughs> and Duke is narc. you know to his like wittiness, he is a great." in ring live promo because he knows how to riff yeah oh my god like even like fucking when he was just like ruining that one little like eight-year-old's birthday party yeah he's oh he, yeah <laughs> he, he knows how to do it uh his ricky actually the ricky steamboat promo action uh was a good time too those of course are all recent memory but yeah i like those um funniest moments in aiw history are there enough funny moments in aiw history that like you think you could compile uh, a I don't know what you would Top call it, but a, most lol yeah, moments in a hilarious, AIW. A hilarious YouTube video like, or of or like, uh, DVD of AIW funny I'm, bloopers. I'm, I'm sure it's possible, but that's like a job for somebody to just sit down and like watch it because like what like that's the problem is like sometimes like because we're so focused on like the next three things. Yeah, like, yeah. It's hard to retain like oh that one specific. I mean. Going time. back, maybe I just have Dick on the mind tonight, but uh, fucking, ha, fucking when, uh, I think it was at Turner's maybe, where uh, fucking, I think it was Fontaine was on the top row, yeah, and he came and on Dick like grabbed and was like, I wish you would step back from that, and yeah. everyone oh, yeah. fucking joined in. That was great. That was some good, hot, like, I fucking like cried laughing at that shit. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's there's all kinds of stuff, you know, the, the Tracy Smothers Grado match stands out. Grado, um, AEW bound. I wish. Great Owen Booker T. You know, AEW might be able to license uh, fucking like a prayer. So, I, I that's how they win the war. There's there's like a lot of um, there's a lot of great moments, but the the thing is is like, I think those moments really only stick to you once you're like done. You oh, know fucking I mean? Jock versus fucking Kikutaro all day long. Yeah. I was in tears that entire fucking match. But like you know, like once you're like done with something, like. You'd yeah. be like, man, remember that? Remember when? You know, Kik- and then Kikutaro, I'll say he's here now in the room, but I don't want to make his head big. But Kikutaro, Dr. Dan, and Kiku just reading the pamphlet the whole time, act like he's actually trying to learn. Man, I was laughing my ass yeah, off at that. Dumb like, stuff. like all recent stuff, like Swoggle doing an RKO in front of Bob Orton, I found hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Stuff like that, you know, the MJF and Kamana stuff. I mean, you know, there's there's a ton of stuff. It's just hard to, like, pinpoint, like, what is the funniest moment? I, I had a great time pretending to be Matt Stryker. That was an EC3 idea. Yeah, there's all, you know, there's all kinds. Oh, of- yeah, that was good. <laughs> That's where I was like, fucking, fuck all these wrestlers getting signed. Nickelodeon's about to steal Steve Guy for a fucking goddamn Double Dare reboot. I mean, I don't know how you try out for Nickelodeon, but they, they gave that task back I to I heard well. you really don't want to. I heard they have a really bad problem there. Oh, yeah? They gave that one back to Mark Some Epstein Summers. shit. It's bad. Mark Summers anyway okay, over okay, there. Okay, Allegedly. Re- relax. <laughs> My God. Um... Oh, any, go outside. Stop listening to so many podcasts. Any matches that uh, I listen to them outside. <laughs> any matches that have exceeded your expectations? I mean, a, a, a ton. <laughs> Weird world matches. Weird world and PMEs comes to mind. <laughs> Woo! 
Let's have 10 more. I got ideas. Immediately, I knew you would say that. I mean, you never book a match to be like, ah, oh, this is going to be awful. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, you try to piece things together that are going to work. Could. But, you know, there there are some that are just like, it's like a roll of the dice. You know what I mean? Sure. Swoggle and Mordecai exceeded expectations. Okay. Yeah, like any, so that's a good example. Sometimes maybe you throw together a match that, like, you're thinking you're at least going to laugh and have a, a good chuckle over, but all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, these guys are taking it serious, and this just became, like, a good wrestling match. Yeah, I mean, it happens. I was uh, taken by surprise by uh, Weird World's match with uh, Party Parker, well, Pussy match. Parker, and uh, Dr. Dan. Humble brag. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, because fucking the Winchester, every other show, I want to fucking kill myself after the matches, and then also Dr. Dan matches... Spotty with a weird world, and this one fucking somehow I, I, read a solid I wanted review. to live afterwards. So there was a solid review that I read about that match. Really? Yeah, I'll find the website. Feed it to it. me one of these days. Yeah, I will. <laughs> what do we got next? Uh, I mean, that's it. On I'm all out of them Facebook, on my end. Everybody's kind of. Uh, I'm not on Facebook. Anything on my personal here. accounts? I got some on my. I'm personal. on, I'm on oh, the. Right. That's everything I was giving you here was personal account. Okay. Uh, well, some folks didn't listen to your appearance on Pod Van Dam. And uh, they're wondering where, uh, what's going on, with Brian Carson, Frankie Flynn. Um, so it, I, I kind of addressed this on the Pa Van Dam episode, but you know, Frankie Flynn, it's like you can't book everybody in the show. Uh, he had a thing going with Magnum. Magnum was forced to retire. The other guys started creating content and pitches, and they were just as dead in the water as everybody else. And for whatever reason, they did not include Frankie Flynn. They wanted to go with this new kind of dark, you know, sort of approach and be more like movie and like snuff film based as opposed to theater based. Yeah. Um, and they started creating this stuff and I thought it was cool. And like, it kind of, you know, it's like, okay, let's see what this is going on. And Frankie Flynn was just sitting around wait. He just, you know, he didn't provide anything. You know, and like, um, you know, maybe he could have like been getting himself in really good shape or like changing his look or presenting new characters or being like, hey, he's just still Frankie Flynn. You know what I mean? And it's like, we've already had Frankie Flynn for several years in AIW. You know, where do we go? Where do we go with it? Yeah, you'd said the one thing that you really liked was it became an obvious. Like, the heel turn was obvious based upon look, too, because he had the look that he had, and then he comes in with a different haircut the one day. Actually, it was Yeah, in, like, really he was, was very motivated. Show. He got was a haircut in the basement that yeah, day. Yeah, he was very motivated at first, and then he got complacent. And then it's like, okay, well, you've been on the sidelines. You haven't tried anything still, you know? Like, uh, I'm not saying that every pitch that somebody's going to give me, I'm going to go for, but, sure. like, I can't. I have all these new students coming up that are fresh and eager, and it's like, that's the problem is people are going to get leaped. It provides something fresh to the audience, too. So the turnover is good. Go I think I think turnover is good. So, you know, it's, but it, it provides the opportunity to get leaped over because we have a school that is, it has not stopped producing, you know, right. like now you got the Bitcoin boys with the Duke uh, and they have an act. And, you know what I mean? That was all based on the fact that they did it just like everybody else. They had their debut match that we threw them in like a let's all tag together thing, 
you know, at uh, yeah. Chandler Biggins' uh, mo- Memorial Tag Tournament to get the Dom and Donst angle over. Eric Taylor and Mikey Montgomery were doing some tandem, you know, offense together, and yeah, it looks um, good. They look they look similar, and I was a greasy little guys. I wasn't necessarily into the uh, Malibu Playboy Eric Taylor or whatever, but he did have this. You weren't invested. Well, he did have the slogan "Invest in me," and I put that with Mikey Montgomery, and I went, "Man, there's that Bitcoin boys thing that I've been wanting to do with the Weird World," and. Uh, the Duke just so happened to <laughs> need something, you know, because we were finishing up, we are getting him away from Mance, and it's just, yeah. you know, the Duke is a guy, love him or hate him, people will love to hate him, you know? Sure. So yeah. it's instantly, oh, like we're lacking on heels, boom, here is a new heel contingent. Um, and that's the thing, it's like, it's, it's not bad if, you get leaped over, you know, there are UXWAs and there are other places that you can wrestle. You just can't necessarily wrestle in AIW. Uh, Brian Carson, uh, you know, there was a time where he did fall out of favor, so to speak, you know, over stuff, but, um, you know, he, he kind of... some he, injuries he was tending to as well. Yeah, he got injured and there was other instances, but, you know, he served his time or whatever, you know what I mean? And But based on that, he fell into trying commentary and was good at it. Yeah. And that may be to, you know, not necessarily what he wants to do, but he became good at it and it's kept him involved and it's kept him, you know, on the shows. And, you know, if we do more bar shows and things like that, there are opportunities for like Brian Carson or something, you know what I mean, to get in there every now and then. And he still wrestles extensively at UXWA and, you know, throughout other places in Ohio. But like, you can't have every single person on the AIW show, you know, like Brian Carson has, you know, he felt, uh, you know, he fell into the commentary thing. It's kind of like a, Hey, you're injured and you're off shows for a while, whatever. Um, some people were mad at him and he got good at that. You know, yeah. Frankie Flynn has tried commentary as well and not so good. You know, he, <laughs> he said that Dan Housen had a, had a jar full of beans and not, they like, unaware that they're teeth, you know, and like just like making dumb mistakes like that will cost you, you know, that's sp- that spot that, you know what I mean? So it's like, I gotta do more research before I do commentary. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's supposed to be part of it. You know? So it's like, you can't book everybody. It's like, uh, it's a fun fact that not a lot you know, of people realize <laughs> some guys have to, uh, you know, some guys have to get leaped over, you know, some like Dr. Dan ain't going to be on every show, you know, like Dom's not on that's every show, you know, like, Weird World's not on every show. Thank God. But they have established themselves enough to where you could put them in and out, you know? like Sure. If Frankie Flynn went and got himself in some crazy shape and, like, he's like, here I am, Frankie Flynn, new man, then it's like, oh, wow, you know, like, let's try something. But it's like you can't – there's only so much you could do with the guy that is 5'6 and not in the best shape and not – very motivated you know what i mean like it's hard to be like here is here's a a absolute title match you know what i mean like it's it it's just it's difficult uh fun one i don't know the story on i'm presuming it's fun it may be very much not fun uh all says kamala's birthday cake um i believe that's from absolution one yes um he sent in a promo and i want to say maybe 
he had a birthday cake because Absolution One was on his birthday, and he cut this promo <laughs> about how it's Kamala's birthday, and uh, he didn't come because he wore the wrong pair of pants, you know. So, I mean, that was a, uh, you know, that was really the big story there. I think we probably covered that a long time ago, but long I think so. Ago. <laughs> wow, how about that? Excuse me, these monsters and Bud Lights. Well, let's roll down on on this one. Uh, I feel like because your your memory always is is tough, but if you can, uh, the question is: How about a dream AIW card using rosters from past and present? Are there okay, maybe I'm just, not doing that. That's just too impossible. That's what I figured. That's impossible. What about my uh, my favorite past? Oh wait, I'll give my dream AIW match. Star. Or it's Dios. Who, who would you put him in the ring with? Past Dios and uh, DJZ. I don't know. My number one uh, fucking fantasy booking from uh, years ago, before the Weird World. When I thought I was going to be whatever the hell I was going to be, I wanted to have a feud with Sex Ferguson. <laughs> well, maybe one day. I would want to see Dio's because Se- as a tag team, maybe against like PME or to Infinity and Beyond. And Sex Ferguson, technically, AIW uh, alumni. Yeah, because Luke Gallows and, or Big LG did not arrive that day. How was your pal? Uh, he's doing all right. Did he finally text you back? He did. That's did you good. pitch him a gimmick? Uh, no, no I, he just sent him a picture of him bleeding. He says, I'm in a band now that ble- I just gig. Oh, that's right. What did he say? Yeah. What did he say about that? He's like, ah, ha, ha, I love it. <laughs> uh, that dude's gimmick in half. Uh, yeah, so anything else before we wind it down? This one, I that's, think it was good. That's it. That's it, really. I just want to say I've been looking at Twitter, and I always thought that the Smashing Pumpkins cover of uh, Landslide was very good. And... Uh, <laughs> If anyone wants my managerial services, I think I could, like, you know, cut a heck of a promo on behalf of somebody taller than me. Oh, my God. There's a few Lance covers out there that are good, but, uh, yeah. Lagana. Talk to your boy Kingston. He's in the mix there. I'll manage Kingston all day. All right. right. I did hear that those tapings were surprisingly good, though. Really? Yeah. Let me end on this. Uh, Give me one or two... Just brief, or you can uh, give the topic. Favorite stories that you've been told by some of these older wrestlers or guys that we bring in, like a Fonzie or a Terry Funk or anybody who's who's sat down with you. I mean, they're all you know, they're all good in their own their own way. You know what I mean? Like Terry yeah. Funk and I like really bonded about Dennis Stamp, you know, and like sure, um, you know, I find it I found it funny that like. Terry Funk would always want to go to IHOP because it was cheaper than Denny's or, you know, <laughs> vice versa. It was one it was one or the other. They would always argue, like, Dennis Stamp liked Denny's and Terry Funk liked IHOP. But it that was, was like, before the 2468 menu. Yeah, it was, it was. Terry it was, Funk probably would have changed his mind. Yeah, I, I believe it was because IHOP was cheaper. Uh, but, you know, little Guido always has amazing stories. Uh, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, Fonzie is, is coming on with some great stories, too. You know, Did I ever tell my too cold story? I don't know. Maybe not. The one about how uh, Vince made him like basically his enforcer for a couple years. Uh, no, no. Well, apparently, uh, fucking because of like some wild fight that like the whole ECW locker room got in at some bar because somebody, you know, maybe they didn't have a gimmick, like was like really fucked up on a patio and like they started getting beat up by a few people, and then Sandman and a bunch of other people fucking ran out and like we're like tussling with them and then two cold came out and just knocked every, like seven different people out like one punch I believe each. it I believe it Yeah I believe it And so either way then you get signed by the Fed and like Vince heard the story and he's like Scorp I hear you're tough <laughs> 
And he's like, yeah, I'm tough enough. And he's like, I got this new kid. Fucking Peter Maivia is fucking... It's Rocky Maivia. Yeah. So he has like... He's like, I want you to turn it up on him, Scorp. I want you to turn him up on him. So he's like, so I beat the fuck out of him for two weeks where the house shows. (laughs) Just beat the shit out of him. Then fucking three years later, we're on a house show. Now The Rock is on top of the fucking world. Whips me into the corner, rears back, punches me as hard as I've ever been fucking hit in the face. Leans over in my ear and says, that's your receipt. And then we just work from there on out. I heard I heard that story from uh, from Scorpio too. Yeah, I told it on a podcast I used to be on. But <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I mean, there's so many good stories, you know. Like yeah, some the most of the best ones can't be repeated though. That's, you know that's I mean? accurate. Uh, and you know that's the thing that some people you know have said like oh you know you don't really give away the good stuff on this podcast. Some stuff is not meant to uh, go out to the world. You know, it's just for us and this weird wrestling cult that we exist in. And uh, some stuff just isn't for public consumption. Yeah, so there you go. But somebody, just book uh, Too Cold. He'll tell you everything. Yeah, I've been yeah, thinking about bringing him back. He's he's on the, yeah. he's on the uh, list. Flash Funk? No, we won't bring Not him back. Not that list. So that, pretty much, that winds it down here. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this uh, fun Q&A episode. And uh, we'll get back to regular programming i don't know maybe we'll break it up some more but hopefully you guys enjoyed this break in the action and not just uh show reviews or show previews and for alex worldwide keller i got a piss and smoke yeah tweet me uh tweet me some stuff to do in the orlando area this week i'll be there all week there you go until sun monday till monday monday to monday it's monday i'm gonna be at, oh, I'm gonna be at the funny T- stop all today the to monday And uh, for AIW owner John Thorne, my name's Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week right here on AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Worldwide!